Well, good morning once again. Last night we had a guys' night with a couple of our boys from youth. We took Elijah and Evan and Jimmy and Taylor came with us and we went to uh, Ririco, uh, the Brazilian steakhouse, where they just come around and they deliver meat to your table. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. Just meat after meat. As long as your stopper is turned green, it keeps coming. Uh, Side effect, if it looks like I'm sweating more today, it's because I am. I am having some leftover meat sweats this morning. Um, it's, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Pretty delicious, though, I'll tell you that. But uh, there were some times uh, we had to kind of all stretch out and lay vertically. Well, horizontally, I should say. Uh, in order to just not die, I think, is what took place. Uh, but we are so glad that you're here this morning, and I just wanted to give you a warning that when I start sweating profusely, that is part of the uh, problem there. Okay, so... Last week, Shane talked about uh, immeasurably more. Throughout this series of Supreme Leader, we want you to ask yourself, what immeasurably more thing does Jesus have for you? But what is immeasurably more? What is immeasurably more? Immeasurably more is what in our life seems impossible, right? We all have that thing placed in our life, in the back of our head, that we think, you know, it would be really great if I could do this. Maybe it's something like start a nonprofit, or maybe it's, uh, be a pastor, or maybe it's be a missionary. There's some calling that Christ has played in your life, but it just seems impossible. So what immeasurably more does Jesus have for you? What, what is he wanting to do in your life? And so we look at that and we think about immeasurably more. It's what dreams are made of. It requires us to step out in faith. And so we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to look at Jesus. And Jesus uh, being a master of creation, what that means for us Uh, what him being able to control the world around us means for our immeasurably more. So we're going to dive right into that today. We are in Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 36, and uh, we are going to read that now. If we can get it up on the screen, this should be the NIV. I'm going to do it this way to make sure I don't read from the wrong translation. It says this, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. As he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks, he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They ate all and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men besides women and children. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. In other words, they're not coming to him. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take charge, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, 
Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. We're almost there. Keep, bear with me. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, and he caught him, and he said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed in whatever that place is, Gisenaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country, and people brought their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Okay. So if we look at this passage, um, first let me say that this is a Southern Baptist favorite passage in the whole Bible. Okay? We are technically Southern Baptist. Um, and boy, do we love our food. You know what I mean? This is like where the potluck generated from. Everybody bring a dish. You bring five fish. You bring two loaves. We'll all eat. Like nothing gets better than that. You know what I mean? It's sort of a, sort of a big deal. Sort of a big deal. Um, but before that took place, Christ starts out in verse 14 by healing their sick. Now here's the deal. We talk about Christ having power over creation. You cannot heal the body without having power over creation. Okay? The logical argument goes... Like such, it says um, you can't heal the body without having power over the body. That that is called logic. In case you were wondering, uh, in order to control creation, one must have power over creation. Jesus controlled creation, and therefore he must have power over creation. It does work on the principle that the Bible is true, and that Jesus is the Son of God. I understand that as a Christian, we've all accepted that. Okay, we've reached out in faith um, to try um, this Jesus to see what he was about, and we found it to be true. If you're not a Christian, you, you say exactly what I just said. Well, yeah, but that works on the principle that the Bible's true and Jesus is who he said he is, and I'm not sure about that. That's okay. I just ask that you don't rule that out, okay? I'm not saying that you have to agree that Jesus was everything he said he was and the Bible's completely true. I'm just asking that you leave room for that to be a possibility. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like broccoli, okay? The Christianity, I compare to broccoli. When you first look at it, it doesn't look like a whole lot of fun, but it's really good for you, okay? It's really good for you. Having said that, I've never eaten broccoli in my life. Never. Uh, Because, let's be honest, it's disgusting. Um, But then he goes on, and he goes on to feed the people, right? He multiplies these fish, and he multiplies these loaves. And we talk here in this today about immeasurably more. What immeasurably more does Christ want to do for you in your life? How does he want to blow you away in your life to show you that there's more out there than you ever dreamed of? And we look at this story, and it fits. Everything fits, right? Christ has power over creation. He multiplies creation so much so that there are 12 basketfuls left over. Now we're told in scripture there's 5,000 men and there are some women and children as well. So experts estimate somewhere around 7,000-ish, maybe more, okay, total. So that's kind of a, a big deal there, okay? That is something stepping out in faith when we think about that, that Jesus could do such a thing. Uh, but that is the very definition of immeasurably more. So after this takes place, Jesus, I think, understandably, is tired. He sends the disciples off because he's sick of them, <laughs> right? And he's like, you have little faith, go. <laughs> Just leave. He dismisses the crowd, and he's like, you know what I really need? Some alone time. Can mothers get an amen, right? Everybody's like, just everybody, I've been doing, yeah, Susan, <laughs> this is the first time I've seen Susan raise her hand in church and be like, yes. Yeah, she's like, I've been doing everything all day, y'all leave me be, okay? And Jesus was kind of following that same thing. He's like, look, I love you all. You go away. You please go away. God bless you. 
<laughs> but I'm going to go pray. So he goes up on the mountain. He spends some time in prayer by himself. When he comes back down in verse 14, we see that he's about to, um, he's about to, not verse 14, verse 24. Uh, he's about to return to his disciples, and he sees them out on the water. Um, and uh, um, he sees that the boat, it's, it says it's buffeted by waves. There's some wind on the lake, and basically that point is to be made, the boat's not getting back to him. And so Jesus, being Jesus, being the Son of God, says, all right, I'll go to them. And so he takes off across the water uh, because that's something that happens every day. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, if I step in water, I immediately sink to the bottom. I shortly float back up afterwards because uh, adipose tissue is buoyant. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that is fat. Um, if there was an Olympic event for floating, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know why this is a tangent, but I would win gold, Okay. I can float for, like, I'm pretty sure days. You find a way to, like, blend up some protein and get it in me, and I'll just stay in the water. We will be good. Um, that's a skill that I have. I just wanted to throw that out there if ever it comes in handy. Uh, they're probably going to make a Marvel movie about me. No big deal. Um, you're welcome. And so, uh, in verse 24, it says, And the boat was already, already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. Um, like I said, long story short, they're not coming to him. And so he goes to them. And verse 25 says that when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified and they, they screamed, it's a ghost. They said they cried out in fear. And I think it probably looked a little something like this. Do we have that clip ready? Here we go. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought that clip kind of perfectly sums up what totally went down. Because to me, that's what would have happened. Somebody, you know, he's strolling. If they weren't really paying attention, he already would have been in the boat and been like, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, but here he comes walking, and they just start freaking out. It's a ghost. And uh, um, Jesus is like, uh, no, guys, it's me. <laughs> hey, Jesus, how's it going? Um, but here is when the disciples are about to experience immeasurably more. And this is really where we're going to focus our attention today because there's three things that in life, if we want to experience immeasurably more, if we want to experience that which is only possible with Jesus, we have to have. The first is awareness, okay? The disciples uh, were aware of their surroundings. Now, they may not have understood that it was Jesus that was coming to them, uh, but they at least knew that someone was there. And so if we want to experience immeasurably more in our lives, we have to be aware of what Jesus is doing in our lives. We have to be looking for those opportunities because if we're not, they're going to come and then they're going to pass us by. And we're going to miss out on those things. And the disciples at least had that going for them. They were aware of their surroundings. Too many of us, we're going to miss out on the impossible because we aren't looking for it to happen, right? We just chalk it up to saying, well, it's impossible. That would be great if it happened, but that's not going to happen to me. And those kind of things, they just don't happen to me, or I don't see any way that this can be done. And truth be told, there may not be a way that you yourself can get it done, but we serve a God who has power over creation, who can take five fish and two loaves and feed thousands, who can heal the broken body, who can walk on water um, when a boat is too far from his grasp. We serve a Jesus who can do those things. And so all these things that seem impossible, they're really not. They're just possible with Jesus by our side. And so the it will never happen mindset is the kryptonite to immeasurably more. 
immeasurably more. Okay, it's the kryptonite. We do have a lot of nerds in our congregation. If you're a visitor here, I just want to throw that out there. So the kryptonite really speaks to them, right, PA? You understand. He it just hits home. So, um, you know, everyone, Denise, you know what I mean? Just kidding. I have a coworker here. I tease her. No big deal. Um, and so uh, if we have that mindset where we're just not looking for it to happen because we know it won't happen, it's not going to happen. It's plain and simple. We look in verses 27 and, and 29. Uh, Jesus immediately says to them after they freak out and they say, it's a ghost. And he says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And then Peter automatically says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And 29, Jesus says, come. Uh, and he, he, come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat and he walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. The second thing that immeasurably more takes, if we want to experience immeasurably more in our lives, is chance. Okay, and when I say chance, I don't mean like um, it happens by chance. I mean we need to take a chance. Okay, there's going to be a time where Jesus comes to you and we have in our awareness, we know that Jesus is calling for us to do something. We are going to have to step out in faith in order for that to take place. We're going to have to take take a chance on ourselves and take a chance on Jesus and understand that, listen, if we really want this bigger and better, then we're going to have to take a chance to get there. We're going to have to put our faith in Jesus. And so um, Peter did that. He literally took a chance. He literally stepped out in faith um, and onto the water. Um, And if you want to experience immeasurably more, that's what it's going to take. But, and this is a a big but, if we want to experience that which only Christ can provide, um, we are going to have to trust him. We're going to have to trust him. Okay, we're going to have to take that chance, just like with the broccoli, okay? Just like with the broccoli, we're going to have to take that chance if we want the benefits from it. And then lastly, and this is not least, but this is lastly, if we're wanting to experience immeasurably more, we need follow-through, okay? So you've been aware, you've stepped out in faith, uh, but if you're going to experience immeasurably more, then you have to have follow-through. You have to see this through to the end. Peter kind of forgot about that, okay? Because this is what happens. Peter says, Jesus, if it's you, call me out on the water to you. And Jesus says, okay, come here. And Peter steps down and he starts to walk on the water, but then he notices the wind and the waves and he starts to freak out. And he doesn't have the follow-through. He doesn't keep his focus on Jesus. And what happens? He begins to sink and he starts to freak out. And it tells us, that he does that in, in, in verse uh, 30 through 32. It says, But when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand, and he caught him, and he said, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. Here's what faith is. This is your tweetable moment, okay? Here's what faith is. Faith is keeping your eyes on Jesus. Faith is keeping your eyes on Jesus. You want to experience immeasurably more. You want to see change in your life. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus. My grandfather, um, at least to me, is famous for a saying. It pops up in his sermons when he preaches from time to time. And uh, it's very philosophical. It's very deep. And this is what it is. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Changed your life right now, didn't it? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. 
And if Jesus is our main thing, and we keep him in that position, that place where he is supposed to be, then that immeasurably more takes place. That which seems impossible no longer is. Because Christ will work in your life. He may not always work in your timing. He may not always work in your understanding. He may not always work to your liking, but he will work. It takes us to step out in faith, to be aware, to take that chance to say, Jesus, whatever comes of this, I will trust you. You are calling, so I will go. But if we want to see that endeavor through to the end, if we want to have that follow-through, if we want that success, if we want to change lives and we want a changed life, we must keep our eyes on Jesus because that's what faith truly is. The minute we take our eyes off Jesus, we lose our immeasurably more. The minute we lose our focus, immeasurably more is gone. Because immeasurably more is rooted in Jesus. Because no one, and I mean no one, can do the impossible like he can. No one can do the impossible like he can. If you are a Christian, if you say, you know what, I've committed myself to Christ. I know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. You, you believe this. You agree with what I'm saying today. Some of you out there, you may not be, and you may say, I want to be. I want to give this a shot. I want to see what Jesus is about. I will be in the back here in a few minutes. I want you to come talk to me about that. I want you to come talk to me about Jesus. Let's have that meeting. Okay, but it takes us to have a little courage, to have a little faith, to take a chance, and to follow through. How can you experience immeasurably more in your life? Those three things. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we come to you right now. We thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for who you are. We thank you for the fact that uh, you can do the impossible, Lord, that you conquered death, that you can walk on water, that you can heal the sick, um, that you can rule creation, Lord, because that means that uh, when all else fails, when, when there seems like there's no hope, Lord, that we still have hope because we have you. And so, Lord, I know that... Uh, personally in my life, that you have done what I would consider the impossible, that, that you have given me immeasurably more, that you um, saw me going down a, a, a bad path and that you grabbed my attention and you set me on the right way. And Lord, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I, I lose sight of the main thing. Sometimes I lose sight of the fact that you were supposed to be leading my life and, and I, I screw up. Uh, but God, every time I do that, you're ready to uh, just welcome me back with open arms because you love me, Lord. And I know that that love is the same for each and every person in this room today. And so I pray that if there's someone out there today who um, has fallen back from you, who says, Lord, I, I was with you once, but for whatever reason, I'm, I just, I've, I've fallen away, Lord, that they'll, they'll take that chance, they'll take that step, they'll put their faith in you, and that they will uh, just come back home. And Lord, if there's somebody out there who, who never has put their faith in you, who just wants to see what this is all about, who wants to take a chance on Jesus, Lord, I promise them that they will not be disappointed. I can guarantee that. And so, Lord, I pray that they come talk to me as well. Uh, I pray that no one leaves this place today without making some sort of decision on, on, on the calling that you have placed in their life. Maybe they just need to tell you, Lord, I will go. Lord, I will do what you want me to do. I will step out in faith. I will take this chance. I will do what it is that you ask. Um, and, and Lord, I pray that you bless them for that, that you give them the strength and you give them the courage and you help them to stay on the right track, to keep you as number one, to understand that you are our focus, you are our heart, you are our change. 
Lord, we love you so much. We love you so much. And I pray that uh, as we just understand that faith is about keeping our eyes on you, that today we do look to you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.